What's up, everybody? We're episode 89 of Stick and Ring Sports and Entertainment Podcast. We are back once again. Thank you for the click. Thank you for the play. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to entertain you. I'm going to tickle your fancy. I'm going to spread that deodorant all over your armpits. You're in good hands. You're in good hands. Yeah. And your sensitive areas will be fucking lubed up. And satisfied. Absolutely. Now, we started out with a bit of a hiccup tonight. It's it's Turkey Day. It's Sunday, <laughs> October 11th, and our producer isn't here. But we're still producing. We're what still is, producing content. What does that tell you about these guys? We're committed. Why would you leave this episode right now? Why on earth would you ever think that your dumbass Spotify library, your local sports radio, your friends in the car need more attention than I do? What would go through your mind and think that? Whatever it is, get your head out of your ass, start understanding what life's about, and just let me take the wheel for you. That's what I'm here for. So instead of Jesus take the wheel, it's Elijah take the wheel. It's Elijah take my stick and put it in my rank. (laughs) I'll do that for you. That's why I'm here. I would love to take all the sticks and put them in all the ranks right now. That's actually why we signed the dotted line. Yeah. That's why they give us the I think I might add that to my bucket list. To put all sticks in all ranks? Yeah. In all walks of life? Every single time. I see a stick. I see a hockey stick. I take it. I throw it in the hockey rink. Stick and rink. Done. Done. So do you think like maybe when we're at the, when we're at like stick and puck and people bring two sticks, we just start chucking them on the ice? 100%. Extra sticks go on the ice. Yeah. Um, So we don't have the producer. So we had a hiccup. We started recording for about a minute and a half, and then I realized we weren't recording because we were using the laptop mic and not well, the two Well, we were microphones. recording, and the audio just came in shit. It came in absolute ass. Yeah. We were talking for two minutes straight, and I was like, I can't figure it out. It's coming in so loud. I don't know what to do. And for like that 90 seconds, I actually started to miss Raph. Yeah. And then it all difficult. it was, you're like, I figured it out. I'm like course you did i figured it out of course you did it was a waste of a minute and a half is yeah what i figured it out something we'll never get back so you know what today's sunday it's still 2020 you're still in the middle of covid once again get your head out of your ass if you didn't know that um but it really dictates what we're about right now because there's hockey to talk about there's tons of news there's players swapping teams left right and center wait left right and center and there's money being thrown around but just not a whole lot of money. And there's term being thrown around, but very limited term. Yeah. Very limited term. So I we love are gonna it. we are gonna dive absolutely headfirst, knee deep into what we call free agent frenzy. I we, love we it. coined that term. I think we came up with it. Let me ask you this. Can I ask you something? What's that? What do you like better? Trade deadline or free agent frenzy? I used to like free agent frenzy. I would say they've both lost a lot of mustard in the last five years. See I was very, um, I was very excited about this one. Like every like couple of years, you have like there's a couple of free agent frenzies where it's like there's not a whole lot of big names. Yeah, and if anything, it's more so like trades. Definitely that like kind of sometimes overlook the free agency. But dude, this year like there were a lot of big names on there. Oh yeah, guys that are kind of in like the late prime of their careers, which is always mm. an interesting time. You know what I'll say is it was not the most 
glamorous class of free agents. It wasn't, but there were a lot of mediocre names that can obviously contribute to a lot of teams. Definitely. And there, there are some very talented players on the market, but what made this year the best is coronavirus. Coronavirus coming out here, making free agent frenzy absolutely and fundamentally unpredictable. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. That's that's been more entertaining than any free agent frenzy in the past year because or in the past years because we're getting to the point in the sports world where no GM wants to spend money yeah. because every fan base looks at you and says you're an idiot. Yeah. And I mean they're not wrong because nowadays throw, throwing six years six million at any athlete is kind of insane. Because how do you how do you expect that level to sustain? You know what However, I like? Was that a swipe? That was not meant to be a swipe at my Lord Baby Jesus, Jacob Marchstrom. Or Brad Living of the Calgary Flames. That could be a swipe at Bo- Mr. Boston Pizza or whatever. He, <laughs> what is he in? Is he his dad? His dad is Mr. Boston Pizza? Yes, the guy that does Dragon's Den. Oh, Jim Living. Right? Jim, yes. Jimmy boy. Jimmy. Yeah. Your son done fucked up. Well, why don't, <laughs> Let's why just don't, say that. Why don't we get into this then? Okay. So how we're going to do this episode is we're going to talk about the Canucks free yeah. agency, who they lost. Uh, who they gained, and then just overall signings in the league. And Absolutely. then we have an overpayment segment and a steal segment where we just pick one player, what deal we liked, which one we're like, holy fuck. Yeah. So Jacob Markstrom, we've been talking about... Sorry. I'm going to cut you off. I hate when you do this, but Why? go ahead. You, you were on a roll. You, you're ready to get on a roll. You told me to bring the energy. You, you were... just killed my vibe. But yeah, proceed. <laughs> you know what Elijah. that was similar to? That's when you're driving... And you decide, you know what, Bucket, I'm going to floor it. And you, like, floor it, and all the gas goes in, and suddenly after you have to abort it. Yeah, you're like, there's a red light. Yeah, there's a red light, and you're like, or what like the fuck Or like a Prius gets for? in the left lane, you're like, Yeah, down. and you could feel all the gas go in the engine, and then all of a sudden you feel the brakes. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. I'm going to cut you off, and I'm going to say what we promised to you, what I pledged to the audience today, is you're going to hear some takes on here that you've never heard. That you have not heard on Sports Radio 1040, 650. I'm coming at all you radio guys. Because what you get here, you will not find anywhere. No large cast. No nothing. Sorry, Rob Fay. Fuck you, J.D. Burke. <laughs> We're unique. And Josh, do you pledge the same thing? I pledge the same thing. Okay. and if not, We I'm did gonna... a blood oath earlier today. We did. We did. And we both have COVID antibodies, so... That's probably the safest blood oath you can do in 2020. That's Take actually, it away, Josh. Talk you know, to me about you know, Mark. Yeah. So, Jacob Markstrom. Let's <laughs> we're just, on a roll. Let's just get into <laughs> We're it. on a fucking roll. Yeah. We're, we're on a okay. fucking roll today. Um, Jacob Markstrom. We've been talking about this guy for the longest time, about just what the Canucks' plans were to do with this. Yeah. So, when I say energy and when I say hot takes, my hot take came two months ago. When I said, I'm like, they're, they're not going to sign Markstrom. Two months ago being like start of playoff hockey. Start of playoffs. They yeah. weren't going to sign him. It, it's, it was Demko, dude. Like it is Christian or not Christian. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't talk right now. Thatcher. Oh my it's God. Mormon Demko. It's Mormon Demko. <laughs> That's Thatcher, one take for you. Thatcher Demko's crease. It's correctamundo. And like I just for people that are saying that Vancouver, like you let this guy walk. We didn't let this guy walk. We did not let this guy walk. We did. Well, we did. We absolutely physically did. Yeah. But what you did is you saved yourself six years at six million dollars. Yes. That's you you know what you know what you missed out on. You missed out on you missed out. You missed out on sitting and fucking praying 
that he plays absolutely as good as he did last year for the next two years and then realizing the, for the four afterwards that he's never going to do that you again. Know, for, you know what I like about this free agent frenzy about the Canucks? Yeah. They didn't overpay old Swedes this time. They didn't take on OEL. Yeah. They didn't pay Marky. There's always that little like dangling. Like, I think like there's just that dingleberry off the yeah. Canucks underpants that is the overpaid Swede. And that is Louis Erickson. Yeah. So I'm going to tell a story. And this is just a metaphorical thing. Okay. My cat one time ate dental floss. And it, came, it didn't fully come out of its asshole. And whenever it would shit, just like a piece of poo would just like slide down the dental floss and would just hang there. And then it would poo Shut again. Shut up. Yeah, I'm dead serious. And it would Dusty? Dusty. Oh, my and it, God. And it would shit again. And another piece of poo would just slide down the line. So metaphorically, the poo is the overpaid sweetness. It just kind of lingers there until you're like, dude, <laughs> when is it time to cut this thing off? <laughs> the, 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 you like that each, one? Each log is one like 29 to 31-year-old Swede yeah, coming that off wants, a career year. That wants over $6 million yeah, a that year. That is an absolute career year shit coming down there. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow, this time, Jim, Jimbo, big old Jimbo, our lord and savior, decided to just cut the cord. Like, and fuck it. So here's my thing with it. Is Markstrom, I think I think we really dodged a bullet with that. But also at the same time, with the expansion, it makes sense. Everything because, about because, not signing that deal makes sense. Yeah. It's just a matter of like, I don't understand what people expected. Like it's like, could the Canucks have afforded Markstrom at six, six by six? Yeah, probably. I would say. Like you could afford you can make it happen. You can hundred percent you can make it happen. But then you're saying, well, next year during the expansion, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. What, what are you going to do? Like, so he made the decision now. And honestly, that's a ballsy move by Jimbo there. That to, was. To take Jacob Markstrom career year and ride out Demko, who he's been talking about for the last what? We've been talking about Demko. Yeah, Canucks three, fans, four years. Three, four years. Yeah. Like, you're rolling the dice here. Totally. And, and I think it makes sense. Now, obviously, I think. I think a lot of it came down to actually like trying to make it work with the cap. Um, I think that's ninety percent what what it came down to. Totally, and like the I, term of it all. Like I think obviously if the cap went up and everything like that, like I feel like maybe a bigger conversation could be had with Markstrom. But like this guy just he was too good. He was yeah, too good for his own good. Let's call this a, a blessing in disguise because yeah. let's 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 put three circumstances in front of every listener right now. Let's say, boom, magically you don't have Luongo recapture penalty, extra three million dollars in your pocket. Boom! You do not have a flat cap next year. You're getting an extra three million dollars as well. You're up to six million. Yep. And then for fun, let's just say, all right, you don't have the Antoine Roussel contract. Boom! An extra three million. Or the Louis Erickson con- contract. Now that's too easy. That gives you an extra six. Okay, fine. Actually, let's do that. Let's give us an extra six million. All right. You got twelve million extra than you thought you did. Yeah. Even so, signing Markstrom to that contract is still bad. Yeah. Like it, it sucks because he's one of the best goalies we've had in the last two years. Yeah, he is a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely bled the the blue and green for us for so for for a tough period of time for this. He team. wrote it out for sure. He wrote it out. And you know what? And and kudos to Jimbo because one thing that Brad, Brad Trey Living couldn't recognize is this is no longer 2010. And the one reason that Jimbo might have had to sign this guy is if the goalie market was set at term and dollars. And that's what it was back in 2010, 2014. Yeah. Like you remember when goalies that were 
anywhere between 27 to 30 hit the market, they were always getting five to six years. Always. Maybe four. And four was on the low side. Yeah. And they were getting what they were worth and they were getting term. Yeah. Almost every free agent was. I agree. But what GMs struggled to see was the trend of how that's going away now. And now when, when you if you compared the goalie market and you said to a 2010 fan, hey man, Lundqvist signed for one and a half million. Holtby, Stanley Cup winner, only 30 years old, signed for three and a half. Yeah. For two years. For two years. Like you'd be you'd you would have kicked me in the crotch and yeah. said I'm absolutely insane. You're insane. But that's why this contract's bad. This is a great contract back in twenty ten. Yeah. This but is not a horrible now. contract in twenty twenty. And and I think obviously like we look at this from you know, like when we think about Markstrom, like I guess like from a Calgary fan perspective, you know, maybe this is the goaltending that they, they've they actually needed over the years. True. Like, who was I, – I was watching – I think it was Craig Button. He listed off over the past seven years, he listed like 15 goalies that the Flames have had over the past seven years. Yeah. Like, they have not had – like, I'm dead serious, like a solid number one since Kippersoff. Yeah. Like, it's literally been that fucking long. Like, how is that possible? Dude, at work the other day, I, I was playing NHL 14. And I'm pretty Kerry sure Ramo was probably your goalie. Was it? Or Jonas Hiller. Yep. I, okay, maybe it wasn't 14. I was... When was Kippersoff last in the league? 2013. Oh, 2013 really? 2013 or 2012. Yeah, he... Yeah. Okay, I sure. must have been playing an old version of NHL because Mika was in net, dude. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, that. it just felt like... It felt like that was 2005, but... Yeah. Okay. It's not. So, yeah. you know, for Trey Living, like, he's always been a guy that's willing to make a splash in free agency Absolutely. he's always been that way and i don't mind it so you know what obviously like to him he obviously sees value yeah um in terms of you know how much help markstrom's gonna get in calgary i mean your blue line in calgary is i don't know if i'd say it's worse than vancouver's now um, it, it, that's like, that's a tough take but i think everyone listening to this will immediately roast you for that but i'm willing to back you up on that because i don't you've think lost so, brody geo's a year older who else do you have? You lost Hamannick, right? Hamannick's a UFA. You're not going to sign. I don't think. Dude, I'm sorry, up. but like when I compare like just defenses, like they're both pretty bad now. Yeah, I'd say. Er, but yeah. you have Tyler Myers on Vancouver, who's decent. He's not bad. Um, but Quinn Hughes is like your number one. He was a star, and, and he's 21. He was not even. And he's star. 90, I think he's 20. Yeah. Giordano is your number one. Well, congrats. He's 35. Yeah. So. I thought it was 40. In the grand scheme of things, like I take Vancouver's blue line. They're both booty. Like It's yeah. like picking a politician. Especially both after, shit. after the, the, this free agent period. It's it's not good. Yeah. So why don't we transition that? Can I ask you one Calgary question before we do that? Yeah. Just to, I'll try and make it specific so that I don't have you go down too much of a rabbit hole. Ju- judging, we all know the problems with Calgary's roster. Well, actually, I, sorry. I actually don't know the problems with it. We all know that the performance comes down. And for some reason, it does not work. Yeah. With this lineup, because there's been tons of speculation, about, okay, you need to trade one of the big names. Is this lineup worth giving another one or two years? Like the main core being Goudreau, Monaghan, uh, I would say like Noah Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, and Matthew Kachuk. Mm-hmm. And maybe even like the Sam Bennett's and stuff like that. Is this group worth giving another one to two years, or do you think you need to blow it up? Well, I think the big, I think the. To me, like when I consider like a blow up, a blow up to me is trading your star players. That's what a blow at up least, to me is. At least one, two, sometimes even three of to them. To me, most of the time, one to or two. To me, of them. I think I think Kachuk is going to be the future. 
Yeah. Um, I think Gaudreau just needs a change of scenery. He needs to go. I don't know where he needs to go, but he needs to leave. You, I and I love him. I yeah. fucking love Johnny Gaudreau. He's such a good hockey player. But when I see this stuff, like when I, especially in Calgary, when I see a player that has so much potential, and when uh, who was it? Who was the GM before True Living? I always forget. Um, Jay Feaster. Yeah. Didn't trade a Ginla for the longest time. And, like, he was putting up so many numbers, and then he finally traded him when his value was... It, it was, he, was just, he was just old. Now, again, Iginola, when he traded him, was, like, 34. Gaudreau was, like, 25, 26. But, dude, like, this guy is... Like, it's now. Like, trade him now so you can get something yeah. and start building and and start making Kachuk and Monaghan your future. Is Is there a chance, though that with solid goaltending for just one or two years, we know the contract's not good, but we know the goalie's good, for one or two years of maybe having an absolute top five, top seven goalie, is it possible that this is a Stanley Cup winning team? Is that what they've been missing, though? I know Johnny's not been good in the playoffs, but... Um, you know? Yeah, I, you know what? I mean, it's hard to speculate. I would say yes. I think goaltending has always been... A struggle for Calgary. Always. Totally. Like, I thought Riddick was actually pretty good. Did not have a good year this year. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, when Calgary traded Mike Smith for Cam Talbot, or I think they, UFA last year, they yeah, just swapped just places. Just swap. um, I'm like, okay, like, like where, like, I've never seen a clear vision of Calgary's goaltending. It's like, where are these minor guys? Like, Vancouver, we talk about, we've talked about Demko. Now it's Di Pietro. Like, it's just like you have guys in your pipeline to fill the crease. And Calgary just has never had that. Yeah. It's just been through trades and just like calling guys up from your AHL team. Totally. And, and that's all it is. So, totally. With Markstrom, sure. I, I think, yeah, two years. But if they don't make it at least out of the first round this year for uh, next year for Calgary, like, Goodrow's out. Yeah, like he, totally. like he's gone. I think I think I'd I, even go as far as saying that even if when whenever the hockey season starts, whenever they do the trade deadline, because it'll obviously be pushed back. Um, <clears throat> if Calgary's not in a playoff spot, like guaranteed in the playoff spot, not even like a bubble team, I'd say I'd say Gaudreau's gone. I think they trade him for assets. Like I think you just need to realize yeah. like the the experiments failed. That that top line like the. It's annoying to me that you can't find a fucking right wing to play on that top line. Like, it's ridiculous. It's just like the Sedins had it in Vancouver, you know. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't anything special as a former ball hockey yeah, player. Yeah, you know. Like, um, you know, they found someone to play with fucking Crosby. You found fucking uh, someone to play with fucking McDavid. Like, why is this so hard for Monaghan and Gaudreau? Like, what, like, what's the missing piece? Yeah. Like, what do you need? So anyway, so that was the rabbit hole that we That's tried to avoid, hole. but <laughs> it went there anyway. Why don't you tail us in? So you had some tan of, or I assumed it was tan of talk. So we're the Calgary Canucks now. Yeah, you um, absolutely are. So I'm kind of confused as to what uh, what podcast I cover now because we talked about Calgary just then, but we now, were talking about Canuck players. Yeah, we're gonna go back to Canuck players now, who then signed with Calgary. So Tanev, Jesus fuck, like this is an absolute love. Uh, like a love pentagon we got going on now. I okay. I'm sorry, but like Tanev, like you know me, I've never really. How did we? Liked we Tanev. just mentioned a decor. And we didn't even mention that they have Tanev now. But go ahead. Yeah, 
I've never really liked Tanev. I know Ouch. I know you like him. I don't really like him. I think Hughes just made him good. Okay. Like I just I haven't really That's a seen, fair assumption. I haven't seen anything from this guy in previous years. Like yeah. I disagree just, with it, but I, that's a fair yeah. that's a fair take. So from the outside of looking in, though, like when when if you're a Flames fan, like who the fuck is Chris Tanev? So Tanev to me got good for him, but he got overpaid four and a half at four years. That is fucking crazy. Yeah, I no, he's yeah. I think he's getting paid four yeah. mil over four years, four and that, a half over four. Yeah, that that was nuts to me. I saw that and I'm like, come on, guys. Well, I mean, in for a penny, in for a pound with the whole Jacob Markstrom thing. I mean, yeah. you're gonna go term in dollars? Why not go term in dollars? Uh, I don't on a, know. On a good I just defense like to bring him in. Oh, I mean, I think obviously you get a discount because now Brody's in Toronto and he's getting paid five over four. Yeah. Okay. So you saved a little bit. So you saved half a million bucks. Kind of a different player. Different player, but also sure. at the same time, it's just like, dude, like these guys play in the same fucking division. Like it, it drives me nuts when they just like swap. I'm like, it's like, dude, like, why, why, the old school rivalry why, where they don't why do, do you like Vancouver, Edmonton and Calgary feel the need to just sign each other's players? Like you guys yeah. are just like butt buddies. Like what, what do you mean? Like get so, them out. So let's, so we also lost Detcher to Detroit Red Wings. Thank you. At two years, one point something three. Yeah. I think it's one point three. He's one. I think he's one point seven. He's one point seven. Yeah, one point yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. He got two years, three point yeah, four. Right. And I'm sorry, you said thank God. What? No, as in like thank God. Like if I'm gonna lose a guy, just east. Oh, I see. Bye bye. I thought you were saying a little. I don't fuck need Troy you in Stetcher, the Pacific. Was... You could even go with the fucking Central, but I do not need you in the Pacific anymore. Okay, but. I think Jimbo almost like we always talk about like, oh, my God, thank God he's off our payroll. Like, you know, Mark's from for too much. I'm like, OK, Jimbo, I'm like, you're letting a lot of guys walk here. I'm like, yeah. are you going to sign anyone here? So you- let's lay down a bit of the information that that any that we I said I wouldn't do this, but the sports radio has already laid this out for the most of the community. But so the situation that happens is the Canucks try the hunt for OEL. I mean, we dive as as deep into that pool as as the Canucks are willing to go I on Thursday that. night. And I heard we, we laid our best offer on the table. I'm pretty sure it was Cole Lind. It was Brandon Sutter. And I believe it was Jake Vertanen and a pick. And then for Arizona would also have to retain 25% yes. of uh, OEL's contract. Yeah. Which is actually so that's a healthy chunk. <laughs> yeah. That that makes it from an 8.25 to a nice, a nice six. looking six. Yeah. So, um, so that happens. And during those contract talks... Apparently, what's relayed to Troy Stetcher is, we want to try and sign you. We we were pretty sure we do, but we have to wait to see how this goes to see if we can do it. Right. And so in that time, obviously Stetcher hits the free agent market, and gets talks. Detroit's interested, and on the last day during during the Friday or the I think it was a Saturday they signed. Yeah. Um. Oh no, it was no, the Friday. it was that it was Friday. Friday. Um. It was a late Friday though. It was late late Friday. During that day, the Can- he he's told by the Canucks. Can you wait till this afternoon? And I'm pretty sure he just says, "Nah, man, I'm I'm signing the contract." So, yeah. I mean, what can you do? What, what can you do? This guy, I mean, he's quoted early in the year as saying, "Like he, this guy wants to stay in town. He wants to live, eat, breathe Canucks hockey." Yeah. And, but when when a team you love like clearly shows that you're not priority one, two, or three, yeah, it makes it tough. And, and he's only human. I don't blame him for that. Yeah. I mean, but it, what what we're getting at here is that. 1.7 for Troy Stetcher was a very fair number. And it's unfortunate because I, I do see the the lure in going after OEL and trying to get that star player. Because really, our defense, we're, put the contract aside for a second. 
on paper for this year, our defense looks a lot better with OEL on it than without 100%. it. 100%. And, however, when you miss it on the OEL and you miss it on the Stetcher as well, now we've got a bigger problem. Yeah. And I, I don't And Tanev. And Tanev, too. Yeah. So now we're at this point. We've got three... Sorry, two guy, two very solid D-men who have left. Yeah. We've got Fantenberg, who's... I don't think we're re-signing him. No. So let's theoretically say we're going to fill one... We, we have to fill one with a rookie. I think Ulevi is the first shoe in. Yeah. He's going to have the... The kind of edge at a training camp, left shooting defenseman, he'll fill something. He's got it's in the ball's in his court. Yeah. Now we've got two spots. We're gonna need a right shot defenseman. Sammy Vatnin, baby. Sammy Vatnin's where Josh is at with this one. I don't hate that at all. No. So I think the other thing as well is if you're Jim Benning, like obviously, like you have a lot on your plate on this day. So like when I'm trying to put into perspective all the fires that Jimbo had going on, like all of his irons in, in certain fires. He had the OEL with a fucking deadline, which I think Arizona made a huge mistake on giving that a deadline. I thought that was... Oh, it was OEL that did it. Yeah, I, I thought that was... Stu- yeah, I know, I know. I'm saying that like his agent is stupid for doing that. Oh, okay. And I think Arizona is dumb for letting that happen, but whatever. Okay. Um, So that's one. Uh, You needed a goalie. So... That's two. Um, and then, yeah, and then I guess, yeah, your defense. Like, you, you know, Tanev. Like, well, like we've also got the hole on right wing, but you're right. So the defense. But the hole on right wing. So, like, Stetcher, like, I'm sorry, but, like, to me, like, is that guy, like, where would you put him in terms of priority? I think he, priority? Out like, of everything for the Canucks. There? Like, out of everything well, that the Canucks did yesterday. What I don't understand is he should have been priority number two. Number two? Yeah. Because, really? Because I think it's I think you know so going So what was into number fr- 1? Toffoli. I think Toffoli was over was, OEL. Yeah. Oh, I think OEL was number 1. Easily. I think that's cuz they were on they were on the clock. Like they were on a yeah, deadline. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Actually, I could I could see Okay, I'll put I'll put Stetcher at 3 then cuz I I would say getting OEL, I actually warmed up to the idea quite a bit when I heard 25% retained. Yeah. Um I wonder how much, they, how long they retain for. Is it the whole duration of the contract? That's I fucking a lot. Yeah, I think so. Man, that's a that's a fact that I don't know. That's yeah. also what you don't get on here. Facts. Yeah, that's fine. You don't need them. Um, the OEL, I warmed up to it quite a bit. Would have made our defense great. Yep. To Foley, you could have afforded him. And then yes, I go to Stetcher. I think Stetcher is a very capable number four defenseman. You put him above number four Tanev? Or five. Yeah, I put him above Tanev and Markstrom because. Oh, sorry, in terms of performance? No, in terms of just priority. Priority, yes, because we all knew Tanev and Markstrom were not going to be affordable. Yeah. Well, it's easy saying we all well, knew, but see, like, now we know. Like, if I were affordable. to prioritize it, I would have put OEL's number one. Yeah. In terms of just, like, because you're on the clock, that's the sole purpose. Okay. Like, if there wasn't a timeline, bottom Fair. of the fucking list. Yeah. Um, Then, number two, I would say was a goalie. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're kind of rolling the dice because oh, I think yeah. Vancouver had a general idea of like okay we're not going to end up signing Markstrom long term so in case this whole Demko thing doesn't work out we need we need a goalie so yeah. I'd say that was number two trying to find like someone who can actually like play goal and not like a a great backup because Demko doesn't need a great backup he needs like a tandem right now exactly so Holpe was good so I think that was number two number three I was going to say yeah was I agree with you was Stetch. Is probably, or actually, I would say to Foley, um, just like adding that depth scoring. Yeah. So. So, but here we are. I mean, so we're gonna fill one with the, we're gonna we got three spots. We're gonna fill one with the rookie. We we like Sammy Vat. 
Yeah. And even still, you got another hole there. I mean, you got Jordy Ben on contract. But people, I, I mean, I actually like Jordy Ben. I liked him from last year. Yeah. He did not play well. That's very clear. Mm-hmm. When we signed him, it was an okay signing. It was a good depth. Everyone was okay with it. Yeah. It, it's just this this whole COVID cap crunch, flat cap has really put a... Well, it just puts a microscope on any... On like, any even like, any. not even like, obviously, like, we all... Every team has their bad contracts. Every team has shit every contracts. Team but now with COVID, it puts like the microscope on like, dude, like if you're like 500K off, like that's a big deal now. Totally. Like it wasn't before. Opposed to it's like, yeah, he's like, he's overpaid by 2 million. It's like, dude, you like, you're paying this guy 1.5. Like this guy's a $1 million player. Like yeah. it's like a 500K difference instead of like six to five. Like yeah. a million dollar difference. So, and, and and the example that I would give on on just how big the microscope is this time around, is that last season and let's let's even say the three to four years before that. Yeah. When players got, let's say three million dollars mm-hmm. at anywhere between two to four years, when players got those contracts, people would you barely even sneeze at it. Yeah. You'd say what do you what do you mean? Do the caps eighty million? Like. It's, yeah. it, it's a $3 million contract. Who gives a fuck? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's not going to affect anything. Like, the, the beginning of, like, an overpayment, I think, began at, like, five and a half to six AAV. Yeah, totally. And now, let's put ourselves in this situation currently today. How many times have you heard a Canucks fan say, oh, my God, the, the, the Jay Beagle contract. Oh, my God, the Antoine Roussel. Those are all $3 million contracts. Yeah. Those are mean nothing things until you put it in a microscope with a recapture penalty, with yeah. a flat cap. And with one bad contract, one yeah. or two bad contracts, like like every team has. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's my that's my rant against so, the, the classic. I think fans. the other thing is though is I think Vancouver, like, I, you know, we can sit here and we can bitch and complain about not signing Tanev and Stetch and these guys who are obviously NHL caliber yeah. players, guys who have played, but also at the same time, like, remember, like, I feel like the expectation right now from Canuck fans is, like, because we did so well in the playoffs, like, we were a game away from going to the Western Conference Final. So, you know, clearly that was ahead of schedule. Like, well ahead of schedule. Oh, yes. Like, that was not expected. Yeah, the, so, the, the, the nurse at the front uh, told us the wait is 45 minutes and we got in in 10. Yeah. At what point, though, when you're Jimbo and when you're, you know, the Canucks organization that you're going to have to start bringing some of these kids up. Like, maybe... Yeah. Maybe it's just now because you don't have a choice because you're cap strapped and you can't afford NHL caliber players. So you have to start paying the guys that are making rookie mins, which are 350 K a year. Is that the league men? No, God, no. It's like, it's like, I think it's like six or seven something. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know about that. I'll Google that for you. The league minimum for rookie contracts. Yeah. Is it 600 K? But regardless, regardless though, 600 K like, that's all you can afford right now if you're Vancouver. Six. Well, I think I think there's tons of. Okay, coming years it's supposed to be uh, seven hundred thousand. Okay, for twenty nineteen twenty. So regardless though, seven hundred k. Yeah, that's all you can afford. Totally, because you can't sign anybody else because you're you're just cap strapped. Yeah. So eventually, like those holes in your lineup, or you just hope. You have a good farm system. Let's be let's be clear here. I think there's time left. There's tons of guys left. Yeah. There's not huge marquee names. You've mentioned Vatanen. I got some forwards. I mean Duclair, Dadanov. There's yeah. guys out there. Yeah. There's Eric Halla. Guy's been brought up a lot in this let's market. Let's just get Petrangelo in here. So let's talk a little Petey, because Petrangelo's rumored to go to Vegas. It's almost a sealed deal. Is it almost? Like uh, I know he's I know he flew <laughs> so to Vegas. Let's talk sealed deals. Thursday night, 
beer league sh- or sorry, not even beer league, just open shinny. It's my third time going back since COVID. I'm in the locker room and I, I like talking. Like a lot of strangers nowadays, like it's just not not very chatty between strangers, especially these times. Yeah, I just randomly shoot out. So you guys hear that OEL is pretty much done coming to Vancouver. I must have said that like three times. <laughs> you hear they're finalizing the OEL deal, and we just started talking for like thirty minutes about like, you know, when you have that conversation about you're you're assuming it's already done, and you're now talking about what it's going to be like. I did that like for like forty five minutes <laughs> during that day. Oh boy. Okay. I guess while Josh, you know what? Normally we'd cut this out, but while Josh goes to pee, I could tell. I could probably think of like a story to tell or something like that. I mean, recently I've had a rash in my armpit. I've never had a rash in my armpit. One of the most annoying things, I'm not even sure how it happened. It's not really a rash. It kind of reminds me of when you get like a small cut in like a weird place. And it just, ah, man, inconvenient doesn't begin to describe how it feels because it's sharp pains out of nowhere. Are you done already? What? Oh, okay. This story is going to go a bit longer than expected. We might even tail into a different story. Now, I think the answer to this is just deodorant. That's my initial thought. After that, what are the big guns when it comes to rashes when you're an adult? I have no idea. Am I prepared to go into the the pharmacy area at the superstore and say, listen, check this out with a tank top on. Not that much armpit hair. I'm kind of like undeveloped when it comes like that to that stuff. Either way, I don't know if I'm prepared for that. Such is life, though, right? Some some players, I mean, listen, when Josh gets back, we're absolutely, I think I'm going to report on a, on a hockey trade that I don't think I've seen any other podcast or any other news outlet report on yet, and we're going to talk about it. That's going to be huge. That's coming up. Don't worry about it. What do we got coming up this week, though? I've got a job interview on Tuesday. I'm not going to get too into it. It's a per, it's an internal promotion interview. As of now, I don't want to make it sound like a joke, but I'm not prepared. Tomorrow's my day to prepare. I'm not that nervous. I love interviews. What What is it about interviews I love? I don't really know. I think it's the fact that... I think what I like about interviews is that over time and talking to people my age and talking to a lot of young people, and it's unfortunate, but... Interviews make a lot of people nervous. And I think it was almost like hearing hearing for the first time that uh, that that everyone's nervous when you're talking to girls or girls are also nervous when you talk to them. Hearing that about job interviews, like, oh, everyone's nervous? That kind of like validated the way I felt. And so then I was like, wait a second. No, I don't need to be nervous. Instead, let's just go for the home run swing. Let's just be genuine. Let's be ourselves. Do the whole like genuine Elijah experience, free of charge, maybe hire me, you know. So that's coming up. Maybe a little update into the Megan Elijah volleyball world. Megan's an up-and-coming volleyball star. She just started playing the beach volleyball sport competitively three weeks ago, meaning that she's never played an organized game in her life. We joined a co-ed twos league, one woman, one man on each side of the net. I would barely even call it really, I don't know what to call it. Might cut that part out because I didn't really know what to say there. Either way, last week, we went into it 0-2. We came in. We were listening to some good music on the way there. A little Macklemore, can't hold, the, can't, what is it? Ah, either way, can't hold this, can't hold this down, hold this down, something like that. 
can't hold us, can't tell. I really can't remember. That's what I can't do. We we went in, listened to that song, super jacked up, played a little better. We had some good plays. The effort was there. We are 0-4. Let's just say that. Real tough, real tough situation. What else is going on in Elijah's life? I mean, the network. Let's just talk about the network for a second. There are big announcements coming on the network. The Hockey Podcast Network. Man, do these guys have me buzzing. These guys have me full chub at home. These guys have me fighting through full-blown young-onset erectile dysfunction. They are working like a magic blue pill. Because anytime I get together and I talk with the Hockey Podcast Network guys, my boy Isha Jerome, Dylan Kaiser, when I talk to these guys about the future plans for this network, do I just ever get a hard set of nips? And do I, I just, my brain, I, t- oh man, it's like a natural psilocybin hits my brain. And I just get into such a happy mood. So big news coming there, man. Like, I just can't wait to see what we do with the stick and ring thing. I can't wait to rock Josh's world and add another wrinkle into it and say, Josh, man, like, we're we're doing this. You think this is a lot of effort now? Oh, boy. Pull your socks up. Get the coach. We're going to bring it out, and we're going to do the casting coach. I don't know if we're going to do it. I don't even know if I should explain to you what it is. I probably won't because one day we will do it. I'm going to give a slight plug here to some friends business here. Uh, go If you're on Instagram, if you're on your phone, if you're not driving, don't do it. If you're driving, that's irresponsible. Go on Instagram and search up Tigerly Vintage. Uh, my girlfriend and her friend just started an online vintage clothing shop. Beautiful stuff. Completely. Uh, I'm going to make up a slogan for her. We were talking about it last night, me and her sister. Here's a slogan for her. She hasn't even okayed this. They don't want it as a slogan. It's a slogan. They re, what was it again? Ooh. Oh, Elijah, you can't remember shit nowadays. Revive, relive, Tigerly Vintage. That's what it is. They find some very good steals in thrift stores and other places. They, they, They take care of it. They do the proper washing. They embroider it. They do all these things. Lovely ladies absolutely grinding away on the business world. Couldn't be more proud. Josh is really taking his sweet-ass time. Almost like Dusty with some dental floss coming out of it. What I'll say, Chase Claypool, who are you? Who are you today? Four touchdowns? The man from Abbotsford, B.C., I played spike ball against him this this year. I did beat him, but he is supremely more athletic than I'll ever be. And Skip Bayless is tweeting about him right now. If Skip Bayless is tweeting about you, you're big time. Now, Skip Bayless is an absolute moron, which kind of is weird because he, he complimented Chase. So that's like, I don't know what to do with that. Because on the one hand, like, yeah, he's right. Chase is a maniac. He's a specimen and an absolute dominant football receiver. But in the same sense, Skip, you're Skip Bayless. Like, don't. We don't like you commenting. Like we don't like you saying the right thing. What's up, Josh? Hey, buddy. Welcome back. I'm back. Take your sweet time. I'm feeling good. Did you really get everything out? Do you think? No. You never do. No. Well, isn't that something that it's interesting to learn as you grow up? Is that you never actually like fully are satisfied. After yeah. That. Yeah, I agree. It's a very weird thing. Uh, I wanted to report live to you the biggest trade of really the entire off season to date. Um. This is going to change the entire landscape of the NHL. 
the entire landscape really of the Western Conference, I would say. We've got a, an absolute cup contender. I'm going to give you the teams. The Colorado Avalanche and the New York Islanders are engaging in trade talks, and they've finalized one of the biggest blockbusters of the year. What is it? Burroughs. Burroughs is head into the abs. Love that. Not Alex. Kyle. Kyle. Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle Burroughs of the New York Islanders farm team. Farm team system. What's the most, like, not polite way, but what's the most, like, appreciative way to say the farm AHL team? The AHL affiliate. The, I would say the system. Part of the New York Islanders system or the pipeline. I think the pipeline is the best. Yeah. Part of the New York Islanders pipeline getting traded to, to the Colorado Avalanche mm-hmm. today. Man, uh, I'm going to give you some 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 news or not news. Sorry, some insight on who this Kyle Burroughs is, who this dynamite kid is. Who he's got absolutely like this. Show. This guy's a beauty. Huge, huge. What he is. This is my this is my rescouting report on Kyle Burroughs. By the way, this is brought to you by Stick and Ring Podcast, home of your Vancouver Canucks talk. You won't find it anywhere else. Uh, projected NHL D-man for sure. Probably top four. Could yeah. be four out of four. Could be three out of four. Mm-hmm. You could absolutely run that second pair. You never know. Yeah. Absolute power play specialist. I've seen comparisons to Eric Carlson walking the line. Completely backwards crossover about 12 times like a like a V8 piston going around the ice. Deciding to pass it off to Hoffman or Bobby Ryan, whoever that pass was to. Uh, what else do I got here? He's an absolute brawler. We were looking at some videos here, hockeyfights.com. Guy's only six foot zero, 190 pounds soaking wet. So he's a bit of a style bender. Yeah. He's a bit of a Adesanya. Adesanya, a little, a little, a little <laughs> limber. He throws them. Yep. Nine fights in the past two years. Now, I didn't watch every fight. I saw the thumbnail for every fight. I watched about two or three of them. Kyle Burroughs, in my books, is 9-0. and Every fight he won. Dude. Every single fight. He's literally the Conor McGregor of the HL. Yeah. He beats the shit out of people. And you know what? People are probably Googling him right now. We have massive pull when it comes to this podcast. People are Googling him. And you're going to see his picture. You're going to say, fuck no. He doesn't look like a fighter. He looks like he has all his teeth and a good haircut. Yeah. Guess what? He scraps. I I told him. Like, I've made fun of him in person. He tried to throw at me once. I was terrified. (laughs) When he wants to, he can be an absolute killer. 100%. 100%. And so, what are the av- what are the Avalanche getting? AJ Greer. No, sorry, that's the Islanders. Ah. Yeah. Uh, who's AJ Greer, dude? Yeah, no idea. I just looked He's at him. He's one letter away from being AJ Green. Yeah. Turf uh, toe. That's pretty, yeah. Uh, the scouting report on AJ Greer is he's got turf toe. Yeah. Not a great pickup for the Islanders. Not even a little Gave bit. Gave up too quickly. It sucks. But, I mean, shout out to Kyle. Greener pastures coming along. The Avalanche just got rid of Nikita Zadorov, obviously making room for Kyle Burrows. Yeah. This is not a surprise at all. There you go. So, uh, yeah, shout out is what that that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I went off the rails when you were gone. I can only imagine. Normally, we were going to cut it off, but it's staying in there. Okay. Where can were we, we? Can we talk about uh, just other free agents just around the league? Absolutely. Let's do it. So this oh. is not in any particular order. Um, Taylor Hall, one year, eight mil. This news dropped about what, like within the last four hours? Yeah, I'd say so. We're Tonight? recording on Sunday. Yep. Uh, one year, eight mil to the Sabers. I I like the deal, but who do you like the deal for? For Both the Sa- for Buffalo, okay. for Buffalo, for sure. Interesting. Um, if I'm if I'm Jack Eichel, I hate this deal. 
just for the sole purpose of like Jack Eichel doesn't need a great hockey player for one year at eight million. Yeah, he needs a great hockey player for four or five years at six and a half to seven million. Okay. So, what happens now if Hall lights it up next year with Buffalo, and Buffalo makes the playoffs? They do well. Sauk, Taylor Hall leaves, or he's a UFA again. Then yep. what? Or Buffalo is bad, and they trade Hall at the deadline because he obviously still has value. And he's just a, t- a deadline trade guy. Everyone loves trading Taylor Hall at the deadline. Yeah. So if I'm Taylor Hall, or if from a fan, I think Taylor Hall's a an idiot for okay. signing in Buffalo. So I there's a, a, there's the criticism. He's here. a dumbass. Why? This guy. This is the first time this guy has been a UFA, correct? Like a tr- uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, right? Because yeah. he signed that big fat deal from Edmonton and he just got passed around. Yeah. Dude, this guy has never played on a good team. Yeah. Not one. You have the opportunity. Now, I guess like maybe this Hall is realizing that like maybe this isn't it. Maybe this isn't the year that I actually like put all my eggs in one team be like this is the team like i truly believe i can win with because of the cap but you had this year to go to a team like colorado like a cup contending team be like hey i'm gonna take a team friendly deal here and i want to win because what this seems to me is this guy is solely chasing money right now and nothing else Okay, I, I I see where you're coming from. I really do. I just like I, I'm, I'm just confused as to why. I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you some of my thoughts, and maybe maybe we'll combine our thoughts to create some sort of overall opinion. Okay. I think I think that one thing what this showed me is is so he signs a one year deal. Now I would have never guessed that in a million years that he would have done that. I, I would have maybe guessed a two year deal. Yeah, I, I was, wouldn't. I, I guess, was thinking. I was thinking a two. So for sure. when you brought up the Colorado example, I thought to myself, okay, yeah, you're right. If you've decided as Taylor Hall, you're taking a one year deal, why not do it at a Colorado? For I'm sure they would have offered you if you said one year, seven million. They'd probably be like, oh hell yeah, yeah, Let's totally. Why not? 100%. I, I imagine they would have. Yeah. I mean, what else are you like? What else are you gonna do? So the decision to go to Buffalo is a curious one. However, I will not say it's it's what he's done now and, and how this works for Buffalo. This is a great deal for Buffalo. Totally. Because what you have is you have Jack Eichel who's on he, – he is he is a foot and a half off the edge of the plank saying, I want to trade. Mm-hmm. That's what he's about to jump into. Yep. And he's – this one I, – I would say Jack Eichel is probably pretty stoked on this. Yeah. Because you're right. Like, I mean, he's one foot out the door, but now you're saying, Jack, dude, we're trying, man. Like, we got Taylor Hall. He's a he's a proven scorer. Like this guy's a thirty to forty goal guy, maybe even fifty. Yeah. Who knows? And you're playing with Jack fucking Eichel, dude. Mm-hmm. Like like if there's something that can get these guys going, something like you got a decent decor. So I think I think my biggest thing with this deal though is if I'm if I'm Buffalo, like as the organization, I love the deal. Yeah. But if I'm Jack Eichel, I don't because I feel like this is a lose lose situation. Okay. For, for Jack Eichel. Let's hear it. The first lose is if it doesn't pan out, you're still shit and you're just the best player on your team. Like yeah. Paul just sucks and he doesn't do anything. Okay. The other loss is if he lights it up with you guys, that's great, but you only have him for one year. 
Okay, and, so and yeah. Buffalo now has. So let's say he lights it up. Now you have to convince this guy to stay. Yes, that's the biggest thing. So the reason I like it though is because let's okay, let's say really it doesn't matter for Jack Eichel if this one year sucks because if this one year sucks, he's gone. I don't know how he's gonna. I don't know if he's under contract. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Either way, he's gone. He is. He's gone. If this year sucks, that's just a fact. They'll they'll find a way to make it happen. He might hold out. I don't know what he'll do. He might just run away because if he has to deal with another shit team, and just he'll not fucking, report to training camp. He'll run away. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He'll be he'll be in the Maldives, dude. This guy will be on a beach, pale yeah. ass. However, if it goes the other way and it's successful and it works out, dude, like I think Taylor Hall. He'll have that feeling of like, oh shit! Like I've had a, I've had a struggle trying to find my spot on like a successful team, and if he somehow takes the Buffalo Sabers and adds that element to make them a successful team, I think that'll be home enough to say like, all right, if they want to pay me, because this is also a show me deal for Taylor Hall. He's obviously not happy with let's say what people are offering offering him on term. He's probably yeah. seeing numbers like six and a half, seven, maybe probably not seven and a half. He's probably seeing six and a half, seven. At six years, and he's probably saying to himself, "What? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm a, I'm a first liner on every team, and I can't even get eight million. But maybe that's the issue, though, with Hall. Is, is that he shouldn't be he, a first liner? I don't think so. I think with the right players, I think with a Jack Eichel, he is. Yeah. I think with the Arizona, where he is the first line first guy, I don't think he is. Yeah, but so, so maybe maybe I misspoke. Maybe." He needs to go to a team where he's not the complete star. So maybe Buffalo could actually yeah. be a good fit. And, for him. and let's say it goes great. They do have the cap space. And once the flat cap era is gone, if the revenue starts coming back, like they could easily offer him an eight by eight. Do you want or me to, a six by nine? Do you want me? To, okay. He's not a nine million dollar player. He's too old. Well, what if he scores 40? Mm. What if he scores 40? Yeah, I guess. But here, now here's, a, yeah, here's okay. another scenario that I'll toss at you. Here. You think that. There's that possibility that Hall sees what Seattle does with their team and signs with them. Could be. Very much. And I like that take just, too. Just sees how that team shapes up and yeah. he's like, I'm good. I'll go there. Well, because yeah, I mean, we all talk about how the expansion draft how like what what players are gonna take from each team. What about what they take from the UFA market? What about who they just sign? Yeah. Like that's another thing. Because I mean that's just open market now. Exactly. You're you're 100 percent right on so that. So there you go. There's a take. Okay. There's a there's okay. a nice little take. Okay. Let's talk some right wing on the Canucks. Let's talk about the situation where if the most likely scenario of Toffoli leaving, creating once again another hole. Just a fucking gaper. Like, an absolute <laughs> like our top six looked pretty damn good with him in there. It did. I mean, you have players. You got the the obvious ones, and you got JT Miller and Tyler Toffoli to round it out. Yeah. With Petey, Brock, Bo. Fuck, I'd even and go as far as saying Tanner Pearson with Tyler Toffoli's pretty fucking money. It was great. I would take that a, any day of the week. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Yep. And now we're at the point where, so Jake Vertanen's been qualified, going arbitration, probably going to make around $3 million. It doesn't sound like the Canucks have completely like given year? up. Yeah. Just based on the way arbitration works. I haven't dug into that too much. I've just heard it through other channels. Oh. So, Jakey boy getting at three. No one's going to like that money. However... Guy scored 18 goals last year. It's not a complete fire sale. It's not. If he has to spend some time in the top six. However, if there's no backup plan, no contingency plan with another free agent coming in, that's a shit situation. Yeah. But, I mean, you kind of reap. I mean, we, we've said, I've outlined it before, dude. Like the, the flat cap, the recapture, everything. Dude. Yeah. It's, it's something that you have to work through. And 
And once what we said, man, like the, we got to that stage too early. The bar is still the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Quinn Hughes, Bo Horvat, Eli- Elias Pettersson, these guys can get you to the playoffs. Yep. That's a fact. I believe that. I truly believe that. Yeah. And so I, I like that we're not handing out contracts. We've said it multiple times. Yeah. So let's just see. I mean, let's see who the filler guys are. We're going to get NHL guys. There's guys on the market. I like I like looking at Anthony Duclair. I know he's asking for a lot. I don't want to pay him a lot. I would love if you he circled the, the wagons. You know what the worst part is? is he's, his, he's his own agent, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, when, I would love if Jimbo that. wants him... He's calling him, but when, but if you want more money, you have to listen to Jimbo just talk shit about you to you. Yeah. Do like, you didn't do this. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. And like, he's giving it to you. Like that's literally true. before I you're even part of the part. team. I never so, thought of that part. That's an interesting one. But I also think is Duclair almost too cocky and maybe that's why he's his own agent. It is because, a ballsy move. You know, like that's a lot. That's hard to do. It is. Um, what position does Dadadov play? He's a winger, just left, left, right, whatever. Le- oh, left or right? It yeah, it's. I mean, matter. it's set under. Usually, it's kind of like a JT Miller situation. Like in Tampa, he played the left, he played the right because right. What he about would, Hoffman? Uh, I want to say he was a winger as well. I like Hoffman. I do like both of them. They're both going to command. They both dude want if, a commander dude of five, Ho- dude. If Hoffman, that adds so much good speed to that Vancouver lineup. Yeah. I would and say that, a lot more shot than speed, but still, like, yeah. That adds something. Um, something that we need. Another, just a couple other players I want to talk about. Tyson Berry. Goes to the... 3.75. One million dollar. Or one year deal. deal. To Edmonton. I'm down with that, dude. I'm down with that. Earn back your worth, man. Like, I don't think this is the solution for Edmonton. I think, I think Berry, like, I think this is a low risk, high reward for Edmonton. Yeah. Um... Because like obviously like he did well in Colorado as the number one, and mm-hmm. that that was pretty much all Colorado had, and they have they have a pretty similar situation as Edmonton, just loaded up front, yeah. and then nothing on the back end, and like a, pretty much no goalie. Um, so I really like that one. Mm-hmm. Another one, dude, Tory Krug, man, Tory Krug got fucking paid. Oh, seven years, seven year, forty five and a half. Sheesh, dude. And Petrangelo was people don't quoted as saying, term. "People don't hand up money." Petrangelo was quoted as saying, "I was surprised." No shit, Alex. Like, what do you mean? Like, how are you? Like, you literally denied St. Louis's offer the night before free agency to get an eight-year deal, the max deal, and you turned it down. They're like, of course, they're going to go out and sign Tory Krug. Yeah, I guess I don't understand why he's surprised in that sense. Like, maybe they weren't offering him. What he thought he was worth? I don't know. So here's my thing. Why doesn't just Petrangelo just go to Boston? Let Chara walk. Yeah. He's got the size, and he's got a fucking hammer of a shot as as Krug does. This is true. It's a hybrid, dude. <laughs> it's a hybrid. You have a hybrid. The only the the down the downside is he's Canadian. He's not like Slovakian. That just adds a whole nother. Or American, which is Canadian. That's the love child. Exactly. You mix a Slovak and an American, you get a and you get a Canadian. You think so? Uh, no, not even maybe a like bit. a like a Newfoundlander. Yeah, could yeah, be. It's just like a weird Newfie. Yeah. Oh, but don't Petran- say Newfie. That's derogatory. No, it's not. Is it? Well, I don't know. No, oh. I don't really care. Sorry. People can call me whatever they want. So Tory Krug, love that going to the Blues, and you know what I like is that it just adds more, like obviously less size because Krug is tiny as shit, mm-hmm. but. 
just I think I like the direction that St. Louis took with that is they're no longer that big blue line mean okay. blue line like they can still be like they still have big defenders obviously but Krug adds that one intangible of like so instead of like yeah we can beat these guys with speed yeah not anymore because your number one guy is Tory Krug yeah who's actually decently quick so we don't think Bo Horvat's gonna break his ankles no chance mm. no no, you're not skating around Blues defenders, or at no. least you're not skating around Tory Crew. Hell to the no. Yeah, so Sick. I love that deal. I, I I do like that. I mean, I love Tory Krug as a person. Mm-hmm. I I think we can all agree that we've talked about it. 2020 is not the time for seven year overpayment deals. But I mean, what's if, his AEV? What's the math on that? So 45. Yeah, I think he's looking at about six and a half. Is that like the fact that it's he, not seven? Seven's 49. So the fact that he's getting paid only half a million dollars more a year than Jacob Markstrom, I'll take that. Why the fucking Vancouver? Seven years, dude. The guy's like twenty nine. Yeah, so so he's gonna be thirty six, making seven million dollars. He's gonna be thirty five, making seven million dollars. That's life, dude. That's life. (laughs) That's life. (laughs) Tell that to Brad Trey living. Yeah, (laughs) in three years, hey, dude. But you know what though, dude? Tory Krug has earned it. He's earned that yep, money. Just like Markstrom, just like Tanev, he's yep. earned that contract. Yeah, I I'm glad I'm that, not but. looking forward to the years in the next five years when most likely players players just won't get paid in free agency. Do you think they we're going to call them COVID contracts? Like looking back at them? Yeah. Could be. Like that's a COVID contract. That's actually like, a COVID contract. You know? Uh, last one that I had, Matt Murray to Ottawa, dude. Four-year, $25 bucks. That's huge. Uh, yeah, Ottawa. <laughs> dude, Ottawa's loading up definitely they're loading up and i don't know how the fuck they're gonna put everything together i don't even know who their head coach is but oh i know the guy yeah former you got we'll see he's got two first names but i like matt murray dude i really like him i really really like matt murray as a goaltender so i think that's a great signing i think they did well at the draft too who do you like more jordan bennington or matt murray murray I like Benner, but that's all right. No, I'll tell you. I'll, I like them. I like. The I think Murray Bennington talk. is just like a one-hit wonder goalie. I don't think you don't like think Murray's that. like that. No, I guess he won two cups, but still. There you go. Okay, so he's a two-hit wonder. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, back to back, two, no oh, less. Okay, I think I'm kind of wrapped up on the hockey talk. Okay, it's almost one o'clock. What else do we have? Um, can we just talk about Dak's ankle? That's so can we just bad. talk about compound fractures on a day where. Alex Smith in the 10 a.m. game absolutely just warms our heart, comes back and like throws himself in front of Aaron Donald. Yep. And like literally lifts my spirits up to a point where I feel like I can go out and do anything. I can conquer any obstacle put in front of me. And then you see Dak Prescott, stiff arm a guy trying to get a first down and his Yankel yeets it. Yeah. And uh, absolutely eats it. And he's Shades crying, of being Moore. carted off the field. That is Man. so sad because you know what I as much as I actually hate the Cowboys I hate the so when I hate teams just for everyone out there for our, like twenty listeners that we get whoa whoa two hundred when I say I hate teams I just hate the organization I probably just don't like the city and their fan base hate them okay nothing to do with the players love certain players. Like for me, like Tory hate the Bruins, love Tory Kruger, like Charlie McAvoy, sick, sick hockey players. Okay, hate the Cowboys, love Dak, 
Like I, I love Dak Prescott. He's actually like just I'm a, a humble, humble guy. He's a great quarterback in my books. Yeah. Um, I would I would put him up there and as to a, see a that dang good and like to know that like this guy hasn't even gotten like fully paid and we don't know what's going to happen with his ankle like I'm sure it'll be fine I mean I said that about Alex Smith when he went down I was like yeah I'm sure he'll be fine like yeah. medicine hashtag medicine yeah exactly and dude like he, he almost was not fine no like, so not to say died. he's going to go through the same kind no. of risk that he was but but even so like you and I talked about it this could be the end of Dak that's just how football works yeah, you can go from being like thinking I'm not a 38 million dollar guy, I'm a 45 million dollar guy, to saying, "Oh shit, I might not play football again." And you know what's nuts are these guys are guys that get hurt, especially or guys that just like retire. Like it's crazy how you really start to realize like they're not like they're just like the mere mortals, like what we are. Like they're actually like people. Like they disappear. Like just like that. It, it's weird how like. Andrew Luck, like two years ago, like just retired and like, just. and and that's it. Luke Keekley, like fucking six time Pro Bowler, middle linebacker for the Panthers, just retires at at thirty. Yeah, and he's just gone. And the game just like it just dismisses them. Yeah, like it's like well, they just don't exist. Give me some Teddy Bridgewater, Minnesota Vikings practice. Absolutely, yeah. like does. Uh, like alien shit to his leg mm-hmm. or his knee. Yeah. Like does every it takes it takes his knee and does everything possible to it. He shoots a ray gun at it from fucking modern warfare zombies or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Just takes a ray gun to it. And here we are, twenty twenty. It must have been two and a half years. Yeah. And he's on the Panthers. He's leading them to victories. Yeah. Like it, it absolutely spits you out and if you do not put in You have to an, be so in, resilient. An inhumane amount of work to rehab and get yourself back to even having a chance and playing backup for the saints and doing all this work. And yeah, like it's insane. It's crazy what you have to do. Yeah. Like it's crazy. So, you know, like to think like if, and this is obviously worst case scenario, like Dak doesn't, you know, he never turns back into himself, but like, dude, like that's it. Like that's it. Yeah. Dak Prescott. And it's time to reshape and your life. Dude. It's like, nuts for him because he was a late pick because didn't he replace Romo? Didn't Romo get hurt and Dak came in? I believe so, yeah. And he just lit it up, and yeah. that's how his name was brought. And now, like, that's how Romo he's just left. on the verge of being dismissed. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me. It sucks. Like, you always... And there are so many bad injuries this year for just, yeah. like, star players. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear about Michael Thomas? Uh, no. He is benched for tomorrow's game. For fighting a teammate at practice. Oh, yeah! Team, I didn't know that was the reason. Confrontation. Hello. So this guy's healthy, and Saints are doing well without Michael Thomas. Like, is Kamara the future? Oh. I don't know, dude. Well, Kamara is definitely the future. Is Michael Thomas not in the future? I don't know. Could be a little Bill O'Brien trade. Yeah. Okay. So trade we'll him for see. Randall Cobb. That's a pretty good trade, but right? You heard that? Uh, <laughs> so Dan Quinn, out, and the GM of the Falcons. Turfed. Okay. And Bill O'Brien as well for the Texans. Yeah, yeah. Bill O'Brien's week. long gone. See ya. So both the both those teams, like Atlanta, like I can't I can't believe like how bad they are. Yeah, I took them in a bet today. Like I just I just don't understand it. I, yeah, that's that's that crazy to me. It, it with that how how can you have Matt Ryan and B and five? Who did they play today? They played the Panthers. They did. They right? lost outright. Yeah. Just like what? 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, it's we, uh, it's not. Can we chalk, chuck a couple to Julio or not Julio? Julio's up today, but to Calvin Ridley? Can we not get a couple first downs to Calvin Ridley? Dude, he had 137 yards receiving. Like I actually like on paper, you look at like a Falcons game, and you're like, like how do they not win? Yeah. Like their stats are unreal. Yeah. Todd like, Gurley had like do? a 50 yard run today for a yeah, touchdown. Yeah, 35 yard run. Like I just I'll never understand how the Falcons don't win. Yeah. Like they, they're cursed, dude. Ever, it's it's wild. Ever since that Patriots Super Bowl game, they've been cursed. Yeah, exactly. A curse lay upon you. So, there's that. What else do we have? Nothing. That's I'm gonna it. wrap this up. Okay, we got I'm gonna absolutely wrap this. We got up. a fucking practice tomorrow. Morning. We got a ice hockey practice for the newbies. I gotta get some video content for this podcast. I've got a dude. You need to I've get gotta, me fucking skate. I might That's do an interview with do. you tomorrow. I might do like a like a mid skate interview. I'm down. Or like a something similar to that. Okay. Okay. Of like maybe like a pregame warm up and you can fly me down. And yeah. Like yeah, I'll get you to I'll get you to skate as fast as you can and stop at the bench for the interview. Yeah, maybe wear like wear your cage during that just so if you fall it's not gonna you're just not gonna break eat my your pretty teeth. face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hit up that dental plan that you might have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, either way, this is episode eighty nine of Stick and Ring Sports and Entertainment. We're out of here. You're welcome.